Welcome to How Do You Write? I'm your host, Rachel Heron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Hello, listeners. It's Rachel, and I'm here with episode number nine. As I record, it is July 29th and Today's interview is with Raina Leon. She's a poet local to the Bay Area, where I am, and she's great to talk to. You're going to enjoy it. Just a quick little catch-up on where I am, what I've been doing. Um, Less panic about moving. Like I mentioned last time, we were kind of thinking about making a move. I think it's a good time to stay in place and just think about things. Um, if you watch this on YouTube, you will see that I now have purple hair. That's a that's a big deal. That was hours and hours in the making. Um, that was fun times with bleach, I like to call it. And uh, I can highly recommend coconut oil before you do the bleach. It actually helps the bleach work better and my hair is soft. So that's fun. Not very writerly, but very exciting. Um, Exciting writing wise, I started this week the third songbird book about Lana. It's going to be, I think it's called The Songbird's Home. I think that's the working title. Um, But it's number three in the Darling Songbirds and it's about the little sister, Lana, who is the prodigal sister come home. And she's coming out of my pen or out of my fingertips onto the computer. She's coming out a little bit grumpy, which is, uh, it's actually pretty fun and refreshing. I have normally darn chipper protagonists and, um, and this grumpy one is, is pleasing me. Uh, my editor may have me draw that back a little bit by the time it gets to her desk. Uh, but that's fine. I really believe in writing a manuscript the way it wants to be written the first time, um, and if you know me at all, you know that I hate first drafts, and I don't hate this yet. I'm over 10,000 words, and I don't hate, usually I'm hating it by 2,000 words. Um, so so that's good. It's just, it's just super fun right now. Uh, and it's hot. It's bloody hot. I am sitting here sweating. Uh, our house doesn't have air conditioning, and it's all week it's been 82, 85 degrees inside the house all day long. So... Um, Maybe that's why Lana is coming up grumpy. Perhaps I should put the book in a heat wave, then I could really feel it, live in it. Okay, uh, let's jump into the interview. Please enjoy, and um, I hope that whatever you're writing, it's something fabulous and that you are enjoying it. And if it's not, then whip that into shape. You could do it. Um, hit me up on Twitter. Tell me what you're doing. Okay, enjoy. Well, welcome listeners. I am here with Dr. Raina Leone. Just a quick introduction. She was born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and she was introduced to poetry by her mother from a young age. She holds multiple degrees and she's been nominated for a Pushcart Prize, which is awesome. Uh, her work has appeared in over 50 literary magazines and journals and her published poetry collections include Canticle of Idols, 2008, and Boogeyman Dawn, which was a finalist for the Naomi Long Magic Prize, and her third book, Sombra, will be published this year. It came out in February. Oh, congratulations. I will link to that. Perfect. She is a Cave Canem fellow, as well as a recipient of other fellowships and residencies, and she's the co-founder of the Ascentos Review, and she's currently an assistant professor at St. Mary's College of California. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> That's a long, pedigreed, wonderful list. Yeah. And I, I kind of had to cull it down a little bit, too. Yeah, I, I do a little bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> I already like you. <laughs> 
writers do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, leaping right in, what is the best time of day for you to write? So the best time of day for me to write, I am a night owl. Mm-hmm. So when I really get to be my true self and be night owl-ish, then that time between like midnight and 6 a.m. when everything's quite still and you can just hear spirits and, and just take what comes. Uh-huh. And everything is quiet and there are no demands that I turn off the TV because nothing's on anyway. Um, so that kind of silence in the world, that is my best, best time. But in the school year, not so easy to do. So um, in the school year, I, I usually write between 10 and, and midnight. So wow. That's just so different from like, I love those hours between 4 and 6 a.m., but that's because I like uh. to get up that early. You know? Oh. <laughs> I like the horror. (laughs) And, you know, they say we're born this way, that you really can't change it. That's just you embrace your process. Mm -hmm. And how do you write? Longhand, computer? I write primarily computer. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a journal that I keep in longhand, uh, which kind of follows me throughout the day and meetings and so on. Um, But I and I transfer that to the computer, but the computer is really my my primary um, mode. And I like an actual laptop. Um, I have I'm an ed tech person. So I have a lot of technology all the time. So I keep notes on my phone I might keep notes on my iPad. And if I'm desperate, like I'm traveling and I have to be lightweight, um, then and I have to leave like the laptop behind, I'll use my iPad, for example, to compose, but I like a keyboard. I'm a very fast typist. So that's where the composition occurs. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Do you use any special programs or just Word? Not, just Word. Uh, I like to use Google Docs now these days, especially when I, I have to be mobile as long as there's Wi-Fi access, um, just so that I can access the things from wherever I am um, and I can limit my, my space consumption. But yeah. Word is fine. Cool. And where do you most uh, end up writing at and why? Um so for my birthday, it was I think it was last year, my partner, he bought me this amazing, beautiful writer's desk, and I have a lovely typewriter on it, and, and the pictures, and it's all set up and everything, and every now and then I write there, <laughs> but I really write from right here where I am. And where are you now? You're... The couch in front of the desk, <laughs> and I take over the whole thing, poor Mateo, like he's like... Where, where I sit on the floor and I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Because it turned into your desk. The couch turns yes. into a desk. Yeah. Yes. And so the desk is right here. I can literally like reach off the screen into the desk. <laughs> it's an extension. That sounds perfect. Uh, I think <laughs> last year I put a couch in my office and it's it sees way more use than I ever thought it would. I thought it would just be for napping. But it's yes. good. It's good for writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, what is the worst writing advice you've ever been given? The worst writing advice that I've been given was is to take out the I. <gasps> uh, yeah, the take because of course, like in college or you know composition, it's like take out the I. You're, you're cultivating an objective voice right. with this paper and so on. And I chafed at that in long ago and even as a my my first degree was at my bachelor's was in journalism right and of course you take out the eye you're, right right you're right. supposed to be objective for everything and that's such a lie it's just so false like there's no way to really be objective I, that's what i believe 
And so I, I would rather folks just admit their subjectivity and like right, speak right. from this, a space of subjectivity and just own it. Um, and so I think that's the worst advice that I was ever given. And it's something I push back against all the time, which is a challenge as a scholar when I have to take out the I. Yeah. And I, and I resist that as much as I possibly can within different spaces, but it's, it's something that still bothers me. It's that's that's a great one. Like that's how I enter most works is identifying yeah. or not identifying with the eye in right. in everything. So good. I'm glad that you left that behind. <laughs> <laughs> and what secret writing tip of awesomeness did you discover along the way? Um, okay, secret tip of awesomeness, which is not really a secret, but um, so I, I mentioned before that I journal mm -hmm. and. I do a lot of residencies, so I, I love residencies. It's a way um, for me to kind of create a new space, mm -hmm. and that space being solely devoted to writing. So I, I like residencies a lot. Resartist.org, for those who don't know, is a really wonderful resource. Um, but that's not the writing tip. Um, at residencies, I do a lot of journals. Um, I, I write throughout, and I, I write with the idea of, I am attempting not to just to track my day, but to tap into something creative and mine from there. So going back to the journal a few hours later and saying, okay, actually, this is kind of interesting, this idea. Let me underline that. Let me underline this. Let me underline this. And now let me write from this. So having that extra um, filter, um, that or not filter, but that extra step, right. I right. think is, is uh, uh, something that's helped me a lot in, in – also directing my path and what I want to do. That is wonderful. And now I want to do that. What is your favorite residency that you've been to? Um, so that's hard. <laughs> it's actually really hard. Um, and I have favorites for different reasons. So I'll, I'll give you two. I'll give you three. I'll give you three. Um, three. This three. <laughs> um, that's six. Um, so I love McDowell. McDowell is wonderful. I stayed there for a month, uh, many, many years ago, about 10 years ago, actually. And one of my favorite things was I had a little cottage because I'm allergic to everything. And, and so they have a special place for people who are allergic to everything like me. Um, and so I had my little, my little house and, uh, you tell them what your, your, um, allergies and what your needs are, your dietary needs are. And then at around lunchtime, you might hear something outside. And then eventually, whenever you feel comfortable, you open the door and there's a basket <laughs> with with food made <laughs> just for you. That Nobody is magical. Knocks. Nobody knocks. Ugh. You don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> that just, sounds literally like heaven. Yes. Food just appears. It, 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 that's great. <laughs> so there's that. Um, and I love, I just came from Canto Mundo, which I, I just graduated from. It's a workshop for Latino, um, Latinx poets. And then Macondo, which is also a workshop for Latinx writers. Um, and Macondo this year was, from what I understand, my first time there, magical. Because they also had the, the folks who had done it for many years. And once you're a member, you're a member for life. You can come back as many times as you want. And they also had a youth program. And those young people were... Had a lot of the writers like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like <laughs> these young people already have it, and wow. they, they figured out things before, like way before I ever would have. Yeah. Um, and I felt the same. And then Canto Mundo, um, I just graduated, so I'm like, it was amazing, and I'm still in a period of like joy and loss because I can't go back. Where so, was that one located? 
Um, that one, it just finished out its last year in Austin. It's moving to New York. Okay. Awesome. I've always, I've always worked so much. I've never been able to do a residency, but it's on my, it's on my, uh, wish list. And I'm, oh, yeah. I'm yeah, currently I in applications with a bunch of them. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you want a list of places, I can send you some. <laughs> I'm going to hit you up off screen yeah. for even more. <laughs> and how do you refill the creative well when you're running dry? Um, so I really seek out community. I go to readings a lot. I now run a series called Cleave, which is a Bay Area um, women writers. It's over at Octopus um, Literary Salon in Oakland every two months. And so that really helps a lot to just be immersed in language and talking with folks about their projects and then to rethink and talk about, rethink about mine and talk about what I'm, I'm working on right now. So that, I love anything having to do with community. So doing Macondo, for example, doing Canto Mundo, um, doing residencies, which is a space to write, but it's also a space to connect with people. And then just, you know, like how to fill up the creative well is like living life, like going to the movies. <laughs> I, I agree. Cooking with my partner. We garden. We like, we have like this crazy massive urban garden with 60 things that we grow so that's always like miraculous to just look outside and something something new is happening so. that's awesome i get a lot out of my garden too yeah uh, a lot it's mostly weeds but uh, but <laughs> i've got some tomatoes coming in so oh excellent excellent <laughs> here they're really slow i know they are last year i was i i planted 16 plants last year don't ever do that that's a horrible idea i'm still there's still tomatoes out there like they're growing out of the concrete cracks because so oh, wow. many so many of them died <laughs> you know? oh. it's, it's good yeah, it's like we had one plant and we had like tomatoes practically every day and this year we're just not getting enough sun or not not enough heat where i am and and we have several plants because we really do like um, tomatoes, so we grew more. And we're just not getting nearly as much as that one plant last year. So, Aww. thinking good yeah, thoughts every, for your tomatoes. <laughs> I know every every year it's a it's a new it's a new joy, right? <laughs> and can you give us a quick craft tip? Quick craft tip. Um, okay, so I think so. A project that I'm working on is around the creation of a, of a world with mythologies and spirits and different languages and they're black immortals and what can you learn um, around um, blackness if you and othering um, marginalization if you have existed for five thousand years and continually been marginalized. So I think the quick quick craft tip for me is to ask a question. Mm-hmm. And to engage with answering that question in different ways. Um, so for like for my my second book in particular, I was asking the question of, you know, what happens to the boogeyman when dawn comes? Does does the boogeyman really disappear into the darkness or does the boogeyman disappear into the darkness within us? Well, I Ooh. Here's that's the, the good. He's yeah. gotta live somewhere. So looking through um answering the, the, that question, those questions through poems, right? And so I, I figured that out, or th- that's my approach um, that I started to use from the second book, and my third book follows that trend as well, and, and now with this um, fourth that I'm working on right now. So I think to start with a question. I love that. That's perfect. How do you come up with a question? I think the question finds you. It, yeah, and then you grab it, write it down, and wrestle it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think the question becomes a, an obsession, at least for me. 
Um, So that question became an obsession where it was like, so what would I do if I was thinking about black immortality? And is this vampire stuff? And is this a creation of another world and but I wouldn't want to go by the same rules of like vampires in um different series that I've read along the way, like an Anne Wright's kind of vampire, for example. I don't want to go by those rules, even though those were um some were recreated and, and right. um, imagined. So what kind of vampire would I want that's not really a vampire as far as dead, um and frozen. Um so creating from that space. That's fascinating. That's completely fascinating. I love that. And I think I do that with my novels. They usually mm-hmm. start with a large question that you yeah. just keep answering and keep answering. So awesome. And it would, is there anything you'd like to plug right now? Tell us about. Can you tell us yeah. about your book that came out in February? Yeah. So Sombra Dislocate just came out in February. It is a book that also explores a question of um, blackness and the expat experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so talking about... in Germany, right? I did. Yeah. And then while I was writing the book, I was traveling a lot. I like mm-hmm. to travel. Uh, my my grandfather was a merchant marine, and I like to think that, that um, his experience on water um, mm-hmm. has transferred through the generations. Yeah. I, I um, believe that. A desire. Yeah, yeah. So a legacy of, yeah. of travel. Um, so that impacted that manuscript. And now I'm working on um, Profeta Without Refuge, which is, um, I've finished the manuscript or I'm getting pretty close. But the chapbook, a smaller selection of those poems are coming out in the fall with Nomadic Press. So. Oh, congratulations. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> plus teaching, plus every thought of speaking and yeah, all of that yeah. Stuff. We're gonna take another vacation. <laughs> Good. You should. And where can listeners find you? So I am I am Googleable. Uh, <laughs> I noticed I, that. I was easy it was yes, easy to yes. find you. <laughs> I'm, I'm on Twitter at Professora Leon. Um I'm also at Reina Leon. Um I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, RainaLeon.com. RainaLeon.com. Yeah. Easy to find me there. And I have a blog, RainaLeon.blogspot.com. And I have another blog, which I talk about ed tech stuff, which you can find through the RainaLeon.blogspot.com. And I run a few series. Well, I run the Essentials Review, and then I also run Cleave. So um, I'm definitely doing a lot. <laughs> Well, it's been so enjoyable talking to you. I hope that I run into you in the Bay Area writer's scene. Yes. And I look forward to reading you. Yeah. Um, and hey. I think your titles are just incredible. And the poetry that I was like poking around, Good. looking at on the internet was just beautiful and, and really impressed. Impressive. Thank well, you, Raina. Thank you for the invitation. Okay. Have a good writing weekend. Thank you. <laughs> okay. You too. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write? You can reach me on Twitter, where I live, or Facebook, where I don't, and look for the show notes and more fun at howdoyouwritepodcast.com. You can also support my Patreon and get essays on living your creative life for as little as a dollar an essay. Just go to patreon.com backslash Rachel, that's R-A-C-H-A-E-L, and now go to your desk and perform some of your own feats of writing daring do. Create your own process. Get to writing, my friends.